Well, 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 welcome back to another episode of Pop Apologist. Chandler, what's going on? Uh, you know, it's been a bit of a morning, but I am so pleased to be here recording with you. Um, I feel like I have a lot to catch you up on. Yes. You told me you um, had like a very big weekend full of full of experiences. I had a very boring weekend. There's nothing really to report. Um, so I'm excited to hear about what's going on with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, big is one way to put it. It was certainly a weekend full of experiences. Um, I have been insanely busy at work. So I was looking forward to, you know, doing pretty much nothing over the weekend. Um, I did have one goal though. And basically Lauren, this goal came about because I have been craving a ranch dressing and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not unlike any other American woman. I love ranch dressing. I love it on salads. I love it on pizza, but I'm also a ranch connoisseur. (laughs) Can I just say, we didn't grow up on Hidden Valley Ranch. We didn't grow up with bottled store-bought ranch. We had, like, if ranch was being served, it was fresh. It was made with sour cream and buttermilk and, you know, a Hidden Valley packet, if you will. Right. That That was something mom just acted like bottled ranch was just the hallmark of being total white trash. And I know that that term is not of our time, but I'm sorry. This is how she described it. Yeah. uh, You know, not the right term to use, but, you know, it was of a different era. Like nothing could have been in more poor taste than a plastic bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch in the fridge. Mom had a lot of rules, which I think Mm -hmm. looking back, she was correct on. Like I remember one time her and dad got in this huge fight because he brought home like a huge bottle of dish soap from Costco and they got in the biggest fight because she was like no our family will not be the kind of family that has a two liter bottle of dish soap it's uncouth Mm -hmm. it's in poor taste and absolutely not John and they like went to the mat over that huge bottle of dish soap because he thought it was so uneconomical to you know buy the small small. fancy looking bottles let's talk about the fact that we wouldn't even like mom would not leave. I recently thought about this. Mom would not leave a bottle of dish soap out. She did not want it to be out. She wanted it to be always stowed underneath the counter. So you never had to see, you know, the Dawn label like out. You, right. would, you would only see like the like the soap dispenser that had been specially bought. And then you fill that with soap. Like Correct. very strict rules about like the, she didn't want it to look like it was like lived in. You know, it did what, that type of thing. Um, it was it, it always was like giving model home vibes right Um, and another thing is that she never wanted generic brand anything oh wait okay before we get to the generic brand i do have to say i think mom is so like of course you would put anything with a garish label you would disguise it from the human eye it should never be seen i mean that's just having like that is just being a human being who has evolved beyond the cave okay and I will say people who don't mind all those labels being out, I, you know, God bless. But mom was correct about that. Even though it dro- drove us crazy as kids, now as an adult, I'm just like, of course you would put all that crap away. Yeah. I, I you know, I don't always uphold all of her uh, standards, but that one I do, I can see the, you know, the truth in that. Um, and I guess when I do have guests coming over, I do try to like stow all of that, you know, beneath the sink. Um, I don't subscribe to her generic brand sucks. Oh um, my gosh. Because that is just purely stupid. Because that's just pure, like, everyone knows the generic brand, you know, like salad dressings or whatever, generic brand anything is usually made at the exact same place. It's just all a marketing thing. It did not matter if it was a medication, 
it didn't ma- yes. matter if it was a tomato sauce. Like if you got the Albertsons brand ver- version of the Prego sauce mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it was, there would be hell to pay. Like I'm, she wouldn't even use it. She'd be like, what am no. I going to do with this? This is inedible. It's funny because, and I don't, we don't have to go too deep into this, but it's not like mom grew up with a silver spoon. Like not at all, no. actually. So it's not like mom is like this Lucille Bluth who like, you know, has just always had a life of luxury. Like she's not a succession kid. Um, but anyways, so. But I don't my... think it's about money. I think it's about taste, honestly. Yeah, I it's, think about it's about the quality of ingredients. Yeah, how you comport but... yourself and how you adorn your home, your living quarters, regardless of, st- of okay. station, Chandler. Here, here's another little one that I was thinking about last night. So when you okay. wipe off the countertops at your house. Do you do first, you know, water to wipe it down and then you do countertop spray? Uh, or how does that work for you? Wow. This is this is getting into it. It's a deep cut. Um, you know, I am a little haphazard with what I use. Most of the time it is most of the time it's water yeah. um, and then a spray. But sometimes it might, I might just go straight for the spray if I'm pressed oh, I- for time. I only go straight for the spray, but I remember getting in big trouble if it wasn't a two, if we didn't do the two-step process. The two-step process, yeah. And steam mop the floors, by the way. Oh my gosh, yeah. You can't Anyways. just sweep. You got to steam mop. You have to, well, you have to sweep first and then you have to steam mop. Uh, well, you know, we grew up in a clean home and we never had to be embarrassed when friends came over. It's true. It's very true. And even if mom was quite militant, I mean, what alternative do you have with six children? You're Honestly, either going to be had a total... Yeah. Like you're going to be either a military officer or you're going to live in a complete state of chaos. And, and I respect sh- the fact that we lived in order. Anyways. Okay. So back to the ranch. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Basically, there's nowhere in, in New York City there where I can get a crunchy chopped salad with ranch. That doesn't exist. Um, in fact, I've looked up several news articles about how, you know, New York City does not have enough ranch. People don't want ranch here. You know, oh, this city, is a real thing. Yeah. In a city you know, arguably one of the best food cities in the world. It's a ranch desert. Is it a cream-based sauce desert? I mean, is it is ordering any sort of cream-based sauce, maybe I mean, what do you want with your fries or like a, no, a yeah, ranch-adjacent but, but, dressing but seen as But that's completely different. I mean, no, no, no. You can, you can order an aioli. There, there's no problem ordering a, an aioli. Okay. But ranch is a completely different beast. Like, I want a crunchy, super fresh, crisp salad you know, with all types of toppings and dressings and fixins, and I want ranch dressing on the top. Like that was something that called to me. And for the past few months, I've been just like racking my brain. Like even the salad places don't have like good ranch dressing. I think the reality is that we've come up with an aioli as a way of ordering that ranch, wanting that fix, but no one wants to be the person who orders ranch because it's just so tacky. It sure is tacky. But I just don't like aioli is not a substitute for ranch, in my opinion. Like it is not, but it is. You can't. You, you don't keep dip pizza in aioli. Chandler. You're looking at this through only a fries lens, which is honestly your own problem and your myopic <laughs> worldview. <laughs> that um, is true. That is true. So, anyways, you know my anti-green stance. Yeah. So let's get back to my story yet again. Um, okay. So this was this is the yearning that was you know deep within me that an itch that was not getting scratched at all. And there's only one place in the world, in my opinion, that has consistently delicious ranch and, you know, food as well that is pretty damn good. And this place is the Cheesecake Factory, Lauren. The Cheesecake Factory is an absolutely gorgeous establishment. It has a 
very consistent decor. We can always count on the taste of the food, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. quality and comfortability of those booths. I mean, yep. the I emphasis mean, on booth seating alone also, is a reason to go to Cheesecake Factory. Do you remember how good the ranch is there? Is this just me? Is this just a me thing that I think that Cheesecake Factory has excellent ranch? No, the ranch is delicious. You get that mm-hmm. brown bread. You yep. get the butter with salt. You, you get dip the that ranch. in the ranch. Yeah, and guess what? You order a diet coke. It comes in like a thirty it's ounce a huge chalice. mug. It's yeah. a chalice. It is. It comes in a chalice. You are ready to dine like a queen, and it's and it's free, and the refills are free. So I convince my group of friends to you know make the trek out to Jersey with me. You know, it's it's a simple two train transfer. Um, and we you know there's people say there's a cheesecake factory in New York. I in Manhattan there's not. People always confuse it with the Olive Garden in Times Square. That's, those are two very different places. I don't hold the Olive Garden in the same light that I hold the no. Cheesecake Factory. Oh, my gosh. Like, disgusting. Um, so, anyways, also, we the grew Olive up Garden going to the Cheesecake delicious, Factory. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. But, yeah. But if you get the bread rolls, if you get the Tuscan kale soup. But I bet their ranch is, like, bottled. Like, you know. So, anyways. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway. Anyways, we digress. So back to your story. We pull up to Jersey and we arrive at the Cheesecake Factory. We had a reservation, mind you. Um, We still had to wait approximately 45 minutes. And, you know, while you're waiting for 45 minutes, I decide to, you know, hand out menus and peruse the, uh, let's say, toxic and complicated Skinnylicious menu. Oh, right, right. I mean, how the times have changed. I know. I, I remember know. reading that Skinnylicious menu when I was like a 17-year-old high school junior, junior in high school or senior in high school, also reading Skinny Bitch at the time. Yep. I mean, Skinny Girl Michael's launching Skinny Girl. Ugh. I think it's actually kind of hilarious that like no one has come for the Skinnylicious menu with Cheesecake Factory. I think it's maybe kind of amazing. Like, you know, some things are just going to stay the way they are and well, I'm, not ma- I'm not that mad about it. I will say that I think Cheesecake Factory caters to um, people who aren't necessarily in the like coastal elite crowd as much. Sure. And so these people are more just like real and do not give a fuck about keeping up with all of those, you know, polite rules of courtly society. But continue. Speaking of which, the person seated next to us had two full shopping bags from Charlotte Roos. And I felt like I had (laughs) gone back in a time machine, like filled to the brim. It was like a full Charlotte Roos haul. I didn't know Charlotte Russe was still around, so yeah. that would feel like you're on a time machine back to 2004. Yeah. Okay, so you take two trains there. You sit through a 45-minute wait. You have also, you know, browbeat your coastal elite friends to go to this Cheesecake Factory with you. And Is everyone hostile towards you at this point? To be honest, actually, everyone was excited. Everyone was really excited. Um, yes, they are coastal elites, but we all have Cheesecake Factory roots within us. Oh, and so nobody sure. was too good for this experience, thankfully. Well, um, anyways, so at, at this point, I'm kind of kind of at my wits end because we're starting to just now hang out by the hostess stand to put pressure on her to seat us. Mm, um, classic. And so I I decide there's nothing left to do but order myself a skinny licious mojito and just kind of say, fuck it. <laughs> um, so I order myself that drink. And I'm let me tell you, it, it came in a glass that was 10 inches tall. Oh my god! Um, and I'm like, I'm not sure how the calories noted on the menu like measure up to what I'm, you know, sipping on. But whatever, right. you know, that's between Cheesecake Factory and God, not me. So, anyways, we proceed to have a pretty delicious meal. Like, 
everything oh. was just as good as I remembered. The avocado egg rolls, you know, the steak Diane that I ordered frequently as, you know, a, a teen with, with our parents. Yeah. Uh, I also got the miso potatoes. salmon. Uh, everything. And Ben Ben actually got the steak Diane. I got the miso salmon. It was wow. delightful. Um, and mm. I think the only, the only, you know, really downside, actually there were just two, two downsides that I just wanted to come claim to you about. The first okay. one is the ranch is no longer served in those gravy boats. And that to oh. me is a sign of like, please you know, tell me the failings of, of like modern society. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where, why no, we're cutting costs it's the like this. If you don't think this is the canary in the coal mine that the great right. recession is upon us, that ranch is probably, let me guess, being served in some dinky little white porcelain cup yep. no, that probably yeah, holds like two tablespoons versus mm-hmm. those gorgeous silver chalice boats. You're right. right. Chandler, that literally that you, you could, could just that had you could just Im- you could immerse your entire piece of bread in it and it wouldn't even make a dent because I mean, there was so the- much ranch we're, we were being throttled with the ranch to the point where i had to st- i was trying to stop other servers to ask them for ranch because we'd asked our server so many more so many times already to bring us more the sheer decadence of those silver gorgeous boats of ranch dressing that you could yes you're right dip your whole piece of bread in mm-hmm. i mean you were being like basically blue balled with those little oh absolutely excuses and the oh, ranch containers yeah. and then so i stop a different server and i say hey could you bring us some ranch you know i'm like please like we're on the lifeboat <laughs> right now like just can, can you do anything for us we've and taken two trains and waited an hour for this ranch literally and you know what she brought me back, Lauren? To, as just a giant F you? What? Blue cheese. Okay. Honestly, I, I would have I would have pulled the, the that scene in Real Housewives of New Jersey and flipped the table. Like that I that I is the level I would have been at. I wish I wish I I had moved past the stage of grief of anger and I had I just fully was, you know, saddened and my the lights in my eyes. My eyes just dimmed. Like the, the lights went out inside me. Um and then, you know, it's just like first SVB and then the ranch coming in these little sad two ounce containers. And it's just like, you know, it's disgusting. Chandler, I think that's actually a greater crisis over this weekend. Not the run on the not the run on the banks, but the run mm-hmm. on the ranch at your table in the New Jersey Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah. No one's talking about it. And I'm just, you know, I <laughs> yeah, I'm just alone in my grief. Um, it still ended up being a totally delicious feast. Um, and at some point I just kind of like decided that the first five bites of ranch that I had were just going to be, you know, enough. And that was just going to have to live in my memory forever. Well, thank you for regaling us, Chandler. I mean, maybe you can start a change.org petition about Mm -hmm. those ranch, those ranch chalices that apparently they've discontinued. All right. Thank you so much for validating me in that memory, because I don't think my friends remembered how much ranch used to come to the table. Um, and so I feel very validated by you. Thank you. I mean, I think that when I look back on our upbringing and I remember, you know, growing up in suburban Orange County, you know, surrounded by people living in very comfortable suburbia, you know, McMansions, just a stone's throw away, mm-hmm. shopping at the Mission Viejo Mall, dousing our brown butter, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. our brown bread mm-hmm. and chalices of ranch. Mm-hmm. When I think of that vision, I do think maybe someone needs to make America great again. I'm not Donald Trump, but wow, that was a great time for our country and our nation, or at least the people of Orange County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you, Lauren, for that comparison. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early Bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 
2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love early bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code popapologist20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. Popapologist20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it's just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimpleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimpleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off okay well do you want to talk about the Oscars at all? Speaking of coastal elites, you know, Hollywood elites. Absolutely. Okay. So Hugh Grant had this run in with Ashley Graham at the Oscars. Should we play it? Or do you think everyone has heard it? I don't know if everyone's heard it, um, but okay. yeah, we can play it. So basically, you guys, Hugh Grant, he's at the Oscars and Ashley Graham is interviewing him. And this is the interview that has really caught everyone by storm and has everyone up in arms. Hugh Grant, you are a veteran of the Oscars, and you've been here a few times. What's your favorite thing about coming to the Oscars? Um, well, uh, <laughs> it's fascinating. It's uh, it's uh, the, the whole of humanity is here. It's uh, <laughs> it's Vanity Fair. Oh, it's all about Vanity yeah. Fair. Yes, that's where we let loose and have a little bit of fun. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see. Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight then? Uh, just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember my tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you. Yeah. All right. Back to you guys. So basically, Ugh. he's just a huge douche. Um, he right. visibly rolls his eyes as he walks away. Um, Chan, initial thoughts? Um, yeah, super awkward. You know, it's like this interviewer is having to literally like put on a show and dance for you and like try to get you to like give us, you know, some type of like fun response. And when you give them nothing, it's just like super rude. 
Um, I will say when I did go to the YouTube, the YouTube uh, to watch this, comments are unimaginably misogynistic and they're just like, he did nothing wrong. People do not get <laughs> that this was just a real person. He's just a real guy giving a very real response. It was like, this man can do no wrong. Like, I just yeah. like the YouTube comments are just honestly such a joy to see. And I just am always mystified by them. Um, I will say that I think that what's startling about this is people's reactions are really divided. So a lot of people yes. think that Ashley Graham was asking inane questions and he was fully within his rights to look at her just, yes. you know, mystified, as you said, Chandler. Someone literally said she was asking him nothing but shallow questions. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're at the fudging Oscars, like on the red carpet, and she's asking him what he's wearing, which is like what you ask celebrities. Also, he's a celebrity, it, like you're going to get shallow questions. Like, this is not, she was not uh, interviewing Lauren Bledsoe at one of her academic conferences circa 2012. This, okay, this right. is not. This is not also, a place to discuss deep things. This is literally the right. Oscars red carpet. Like, this is not where Diane Sawyer and Barbara Walters, like, convene. Like, th there's a time and a place for those deeper questions. And it's not on the red carpet of the Oscars. This is not the 92nd Street Y. Absolutely. This is not a PBS literature hour. Anyway, one thing that I thought was really interesting is Not Skinny But Not Fat posted this. She said she's done Oscar interviews, right? Or not Oscar, but she's done red carpet mm, interviews. Yeah, yeah. And what she said is no one's forced to go up on those little podiums. Like you're mic'd right. up. You specifically go up there to answer the questions, to do the dance with the interviewer. Right. Um, and so it's really strange to like get mic'd up to go up there to be a total dick. Some people act are annoyed or put out by it. Yeah, that you're up there. It's like, well, why? Why are you doing this? Just walk past the little stage and keep going yeah some people are are theorizing that he was offended when she called him a veteran because that meant he's old i mean sorry hugh grant you are older like <laughs> apologies to this man for hurting his you know feeble feelings yeah some people are saying that he's british this is the way british men are and this is part of their charm oh yes that was in the comments as well yeah i just think you know what it is never a good look to be ungenerous toward a person doing their best to keep the ship running. Okay. Right. Right. In the words of our dad, why are you putting on the brakes when we're all just trying to pedal? Okay. Okay, Hugh. Sometimes it's just this is interview is a team sport. Go with the flow. Um. Anyway, and also he was like actively trying to make it hard for her. Like he. Yes. Like she's like, what are you that looking forward to see tonight? And he's like, to see. You know, it's like, you know what she meant. Totally. Shut up, no, he's just being a dick. Did you know, though, that Hugh Grant is actually was actually one of my sexual awakenings? It doesn't um, surprise me. You're not alone in that. You're not special. nodding. I, Chandler, I never said <laughs> I didn't. I was not expecting to say what? No one has thought this man what? is a child. You think he's hot? You're kidding me. <laughs> you have the most unique point of view and interesting sexualities. You should be studied. Anyway. I just remember yeah, no, he's hot. Notting Hill. I had a stirring and I said, Mom, of I course. have this like feeling. She was like, what? you know, that's sexuality. <laughs> You're wait, that, that, that's a real interaction that happened? Well, you were driving in Mission Viejo, California. Bring it back to the beginning of this episode by the Costco. I remember exactly where we were. And I said, Yeah, I, I like, you know, in that movie, Hugh Grant or the actor, um, I had some feelings. And she was like, That's your sexuality. 
Anyway, that's, that's kind of a beautiful exchange, despite being like kind of gross. You always shared way too much with mom. You know, I, Chandler, I was just a much more sex positive person than you so from you a were. very young age. That's why I'm balancing it out now with my Serena Joy takes. <laughs> well, okay, Chandler, big news has hit the scene. So it's according to New York Magazine. But after six long years, famed blogger Meghan Markle may finally be resurrecting her defunct lifestyle site, The Tig. So Meghan, as we can all remember, originally pulled her passion project in 2017 when she became engaged to Prince Harry. But now she could be bringing it back. So she has filed with the U.S. Trademark and Patent Office to launch a revamped version of the site covering food, cooking, recipes, travel, relationships, fashion, style, interior design, lifestyle, the arts, culture, design, conscious living, health, and wellness as soon as next week. Um, okay. I think this headline is very funny that it's like coming for goop. Yeah. yeah because I know, do think there's been like a lot of other like wellness websites that have been like launched like Poosh and all those other things. Like I don't, but like, I don't think anyone is like taking goop's place. Hate to say it. Well, also let's, None of us forget the lifestyle website that Blake Lively poured a ton of money into and launched called Preserve. It was shut down after just three years. It was a total flop. I think what's interesting about that business is it's not like you'll just be a success if you are beautiful and yes. wealthy. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Like you, I think you have to have a je ne sais quoi. I think you have to have a quality about Absolutely. you. Absolutely. That it honestly is a little edgy. And I think of someone like a Blake Lively and I think of someone even like a Reese Witherspoon and then Meghan Markle falls into this bucket too. Too cloyingly sweet. Not enough edge. Not willing to curse. Not willing to kind of throw down in the mm-hmm. way that Gwyneth, yeah, I like, agree. Gwyneth Paltrow has a cigarette a month or that was like a famous thing that right. she indulged in, right? Like a year, she, there's a Or a year, something like that. But there is, there's a part about her that is willing to not be entirely mm. pristine. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And that's willing to crack the veneer. Um, and she's very engaging in interviews. She's never going to say that at night she does Duolingo, you know, and then scrolls right. through channels. Even if you want to hate her, which I think a lot of people do, there's just something endlessly captivating and entertaining about her. Whereas I think that like a Meghan Markle and a Blake Lively... I think that these people are so, so interested in curating their image to perfection. Yeah, to to be super relatable, which like relatability, I feel like is in the neighborhood of like cracking the veneer. But like, I don't know, like Gwyneth does it in like in maybe a masterful way. And yeah. Also, Blake Lively doesn't really like give us a ton of like insight into her life. Like she just is always doing like the Ryan Reynolds, like stupid, like back and forth on Twitter. Also, she doesn't have great style. There's just, there is just a, there's a, and I think Courtney does this really well. There's just an edge and a unique point of view yeah, um, and a distinct taste level that just isn't like regurgitated rich living. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, like, no, it does. I, and I completely agree. I also, he, yeah. So I just sent you something on Instagram that I want you to look at. Okay. So what I just sent you, Lauren, is something that, you know, I think grounds us in the reality of uh, the fact that, you know, if you are running a lifestyle and a, and a wellness brand, you're still going to have to, you know, take some of the bigger gigs. 
that that might not always be the sexiest. Okay. And I'm just excited for the days when Meghan Markle is going to have to, you know, do this. <laughs> so please let's walk the audience through what you're looking at right now. Okay. So we <laughs> see Gwyneth Paltrow looking glowing, looking stunning. Of course, yes. her blonde is very fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that classic, just undone look. She's wearing what can only be described as a Hanes jersey sweatshirt in powder totally. blue mm-hmm. against a white wall. It's a very benign look for our Gwen. Yeah. And and then dawned on her wrists are <laughs> dystopian black gloves that look like, you know, fingerless she could be gloves. Fingerless gloves. Um, and it's a it's the thing about it is that it's like instead of like oh maybe you're developing early onset arthritis and carpal tunnel you should like stopping on your phone so much it's like this will allow you to be sucked even further into the vortex of the big tech overlords that have Mm -hmm. commanded your attention 24 7 this is how to scroll more tap more links doom scroll as much as possible anyway this is the the caption it says is it just me or does anyone else experience soreness from typing and texting all day long these copper fit fingerless compression gloves have been life-changing they provide support relief and recovery from sore muscles or painful joint stiffness in your wrist palm and fingers head over to copper fit to shop them the caption is reads like a you know daytime television pharma ad and also let's just talk about the fact that she, i think she's holding an android like it it's giving lizard people, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know. hundred percent it's giving lizard people. But I will say it's like it doesn't matter how esteemed you are. If you are a Oscar winning CEO of a huge company or if you're Martha Stewart, you like everyone is an influencer now. Everyone is doing brand partnerships. And I just think there's something about it that's like oddly gratifying. Like, and no, no it one's was. too good for it, anything anymore. Literally that I, I opened it up on Saturday And I was like, you know what? We're all just trying to get that check. Like, I work in corporate America. You know, you have a a startup. Like, we're all just trying to get that check. Even Gwyneth has to, you know, do a paid partnership with CopperFit. Um, And probably she's probably going to have to leave this post up for at least like a couple more weeks. So everyone go look at it before she has, you know, delete, deletes it. Hastily. Hastily deletes it. Yeah. I wonder um, in the contract if it was like, how long do I have to leave up this ridiculous post of me wearing these gloves? <laughs> it is so ugly. It's honestly a ridiculous post. Everyone go, go look at it. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. 
And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Wait, Chandler, I feel like we need to tell some insider scoop to everyone. So you guys, when we were at Blackberry Farm in Tennessee, we had this amazing server named Janine. Yes. She told us some insider scoop. So she couldn't tell us about any of the celebrities that have visited Blackberry Farm, but she said she could tell us about celebrities she had hosted when she was a hostess on or a flight attendant on private jets. And she told us two stories, one with John Travolta, one with George Clooney. So she said that when she was John Travolta's flight attendant, he had this long list of things he needed, like a, mm-hmm. a very intense writer. And somehow the mustard that he wanted was not available. So yeah. when he got on the flight, he requested a specific French mustard. So she went back to the fridge, searched fur- furiously for it, could not find this very specific fancy mustard. Yep. So she goes back to him and she says, you know, I'm so sorry. We actually we don't have it. And he looks at her and he says, well, then you're useless. And pretty, pretty shocking. So such a terrible thing to say. I cannot even imagine those words leaving my mouth. Horror. It's astonishing. Um, And then the other story was she was the flight attendant for George Clooney. And apparently George Clooney had some friends with him. They were taking a jet somewhere. And she was ordering drinks before takeoff. Mm-hmm. And so they only had like a short window they needed to go, but she was wanting to get everyone drinks. Um, and so she, you know, one of the guys starts ordering and he's just ordering this long, very specific, very yeah. specific drink with all these, you know, little specificities. So he's kind of being a dick, right? Um, and making her life hard. And George Clooney apparently interrupts him and says, stop being an asshole. She only has five minutes to serve us. Order something simple and keep it moving or something like yeah. that. I don't know yeah. if he's like, keep he, it I moving, remember, but I know he I, said stop being an asshole. Yeah. I said like, don't be an asshole. She only has a few minutes before we have to take off, yeah. which is just, I got the chills when I reset that. Wow. Which Oof. I thought was just so incredible. So, so cool great. that he's apparently it's a, like, just as cool as he seems. It's like the awareness, you know? Right. Is everything. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Do you want to talk about Blackberry Farm at all? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so everyone, we went to Blackberry Farm, which is a resort in Tennessee. It's in Walland, Tennessee, um, in the Smoky Mountains. Chandler and I went there with Courtney for her birthday and then some of Courtney's greatest friends. And we just wanted to share a little bit about the resort itself. So mm-hmm. I had wanted to go when I saw Aaron Foster. Aaron Foster like raves about it. Um and so I really wanted to go. Apparently, Lily Aldridge has gone, and that's how Courtney yeah. found out about it. So Courtney said she was going to go for her birthday, and I basically like manipulated our way into an invite. So I was like, oh, really? Going to Blackberry Farms, and we can't go. We're not invited. So we ended up going, and it ended up being this huge group trip, and it was so fun. And I just have to say, I think this hotel is absolutely worth Every dollar you spend, I think that is such a value. Yeah. And I think it is such a unique experience. Hotel so feels like the it. wrong word for it. It's like 
it's like grounds like it's just, it's this sprawling set of houses and you know like attractions cottages the wrong word. cottages but like spas like restaurants like it's it's kind of and all nestled in the smoky mountains um and it just feels extremely cozy but also luxurious and yeah it was a, a, an amazing time yeah, there were there are two restaurants, the Dogwood and the Barn. The Barn is like the fancier restaurant. It's this gorgeous restored barn that's actually, I think, from like the late 1800s. So it's really, really beautiful. Um, and the way that it's done, I mean, it is just so refined. It is so like there's this really gorgeous art installation, like descending from the ceiling when we were there. The most beautiful china. Like it just was such a dreamscape. And then the Dogwood is their more casual, more kind of like homey restaurant that you go to for breakfast and lunch and then mm-hmm. for dinner if you want a more casual meal. So it's two restaurants um, and then one spa called the Well House. It's this really gorgeous spa. I would say, so just wanting to kind of get down to some recommendations for you guys. I would say that I probably wouldn't want to stay there for longer than a week only because I think that you would start to tire of the dining you know, offerings. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, I so I think five nights would probably be like five to seven nights would be the sweet spot. I think you'd probably be ready to go, but have had the best trip by the seventh night. We went for four nights. It really did feel like a great amount of time. Yeah. Um, and the I will say the spa treatment I had um was really expensive. Not the best massage I've ever had. Just keeping it real with everyone. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. And tell us, if, tell us, you guys, if you like this kind of like travel full debrief, because right. we get a lot of DMs whenever we take trips that are like, how was it? Give us recommendations. So part of me wants to kind of make this a thing where we kind of just go over everything after so we can point people towards certain episode episodes. Mm-hmm. I will say that I think that the price, so the price per room is like a thousand bucks a night and that's for two people. But it also includes all your food. So all food is included and you just pay for alcohol. We ended up spending about $100 per person on alcohol per day. So everyone got like four to five drinks a day. Um, and, And I think that the price is such a good value given that the food is included. Like I would really think this is basically a hotel that costs actually $600 a night. Plus, you know, if you're going to eat two three meals a day plus your food you know like that's how I would think about it um because it really is such a value with every with all of that included I mean most of the time when when Kagan and I go on vacations we spend five hundred dollars a day on food um, at the hotel and so anyway I think the price is actually very very good if you especially if you're just staying in one of those like base rooms um which is what Chandler and I had originally booked um any thoughts Chan? It was definitely a stay that was like engineered around like rest and being outside. It, it it was, I don't know. I just it was really like restful. I guess like which is I think how you've described um, Guana Island in it terms of like me. yeah. Well, it, yeah. I will say it's a lot more beautiful than the photos let on. I think the website yes. is a little bit understated. It's a lot more grand and sweeping. And also I will say the decor is like a perfect balance of modern art, but also you get that really kind of like down home Southern feeling, um, kind of that kitschy, cool, cute wall, you know, wallpaper vibes. But then you also have beautiful modern art. So it's like really artfully and tastefully done. 
you don't feel it doesn't feel old and stuffy at all even though it is kind of I think Blackberry Farm caters to a maybe a little bit more of an older crowd Blackberry Mm -hmm. Mountain is at Cicero Hotel um, that's 30 minutes away that's more focused on wellness and that one is extremely modern Blackberry Farm we would 100% go back and I think the thing about it that makes it a change of pace from normal hotels or resorts is most of the time you're really at a beach right like you're at a beach there's a beach and a pool and with this hotel because you're on a farm it's like just it feels really really unique like most of the time you're I don't know a luxury farm it just feels like a very unique experience and there's so many activities you can do fly fishing you can do horseback riding there's so much to do so I think it's just a really nice change of pace to be experiencing like a luxury gorgeous vacation on a bucolic landscape right Mm -hmm. oh my gosh can we talk about the incredible baked goods like you get there oh and right right incredible scones and cookies, cookies I mean, yeah be prepared to gain like two pounds a day and not regret a single bite because it is no. so good i mean homemade biscuits and fresh jam and butter i mean it felt like it's honestly was like an erotic countryside dream oh did you know kendall jenner was there chandler with devin booker oh really yeah, I saw like a picture of them at the barn um, that they had posted. It was actually their first photo together. It was at Blackberry. Oh, really? Barn. Yeah. Wow. So um, this is long, long ago because they broke celebrating up now. Valentine's Day. Yeah. But anyway, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about it that um, I think that I would just, recommend. Yeah, the big takeaway I had was that the pictures online do not do it justice, and that might be by design. Like they might want to, you know, keep it a little bit of a secret. So that's all. And, and I think like. There's something about, and this is how Guana Island felt. This is how Blackberry Farm feels. Cause you're you're in there and you're ensconced, right? You're enveloped in the landscape. Like it's you're not at a hotel where there's another hotel next door. You right. are in like a huge sprawling compound resort. Mm-hmm. Um and that was like Guana Island where it's the entire island. There's something about, I guess, being on a resort that's so expansive, like geographically. That just feels really, really special. Like there's just, it's just such a gorgeous, gorgeous experience. Like you can do. Right. They also have like these little, um, they'll bring you out little like packages where you can do s'mores by the fire. It's just like the perfect place to have a glass of red wine, to enjoy the sweeping views of the Smoky Mountains. It's like Sundance, but much more elevated mm-hmm. and more refined and also like you cannot go there unless you're staying there. You can't even like go to the gift shop unless you're staying there. So honestly, it's like Sundance without the riffraff. Um, and there's just something <laughs> about it that's very, I mean, I was the riffraff when, when we were there. If anyone was the riffraff, oh, it was me. <laughs> um, but it's nice to be the only riffraff, you know, at, yeah, totally. at an otherwise very stately experience. It, I feel like um, this is annoying probably to say, but uh, I feel like I understand now why like celebrities go there because it does feel very private. Mm-hmm. And like it would not be appropriate to like freak out over a celebrity. Like you would know they're there to relax. Mm-hmm. You would know to like not really say anything. Right. Um, right. So anyway, highly recommend everyone. Definitely go. They have like cute animals you can see. Um, and really, I think there's just so much to do and we barely scratched the surface. So I'm definitely going to go back. And yeah, we'll report back when we do. And let us know if you like this travel 
little travel segment if you want us to do these little recaps with like prices and restaurant information and all of that or or if you want us to shut up about it so <laughs> let us know let us know okay you guys we will be back this week on patreon on friday with a bonus episode and then other than that love y'all hope you had a great week and we'll catch you next time bye catch you next time bye that's all for now folks don't forget give us a five-star review hit us up on instagram at pop apologists and we will see you next week live every wednesday Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.